Oh boy, she's getting in his helicopter. Well, I'm big enough to admit when I'm wrong. So that clip is apropos of absolutely nothing, but I felt like playing it anyway. Welcome to a Friday morning edition of MLB Morning Coffee from the Ocean Avenue studios here in San Francisco, California. My name is Greg Moraz, your host as per usual. It is a pleasure to have you aboard for the ride. We've got a good slate of baseball action for you to recap, but before we get into that, want to remind you to write a review, leave a rating, and subscribe. It helps out our metrics tremendously. Also, make sure to tell a friend to tell another friend about the show. Also, before we begin, I want to talk about the news that came out yesterday, and that is that the Phillies have a clubhouse attendant and a coach that have tested positive for COVID. So, their facility has been locked down, and the Phillies are not going to play the Blue Jays this weekend. So, basically, now... You've got the Nationals that are not going to play the Marlins and the Blue Jays that are not going to play the Phillies. Now, the Blue Jays and the Nationals, and that's the game we're going to start with because it's the day game of today, they have just played a series against each other. So whether or not they want to keep playing, that remains to be seen. But I do think that it is worth noting that you are just a week into the baseball season and there are two teams that are out of commission. And that, to me, is a big deal when you talk about where this season might end up going and how you might expect for this thing to finish. But, in any event, we teased with the Nationals and the Blue Jays. Nationals have needed to get back on track, and they did so today against Toronto, a home game for the Blue Jays, but at Nationals Park in D.C. Out to right center. Robles tracking it. Checking his surroundings at the wall. Yes! Victor Robles grabbing it right off of the wall out there. We have to show the defenders some love. The Nationals scored two in the third, two in the fourth, and one in the fifth as they beat Toronto 6-4 to at Nationals Park. Blue Jays got the scoring started in the bottom of the first inning on an RBI single from Lourdes Gurriel. Then Washington took a 2-1 lead in the top of the third inning thanks to a Kurt Suzuki 2-RPI double. In the top of the fourth, Michael Taylor hit a two-run homer to extend the lead to 4-1. Teoscar Hernandez hit a home run to center field in the bottom of the fourth to make it 4-2 in favor of Washington as Dribble Cabrera added on a run in the top of the fifth inning to make it 5-2 Nationals. Kevin Biggio hit his second homer of the year to make it 5-3 in favor of the Nationals in the bottom of the seventh inning. Biggio, by the way, plays for Toronto, in case you didn't know. Trey Turner had a sack fly in the top of the eighth inning to make it 6-3. And Teoscar Hernandez hit his second homer of the day, his fourth of the year, to make it 6-4. It was not enough for Toronto. Winning pitcher Ryan Harper out of the bullpen for Washington. He goes one and two-thirds innings of scoreless relief. One hit allowed, no walks, and one strikeout. Hinjin Ryu takes the loss for the Blue Jays. The lefty goes four and a third, allows five runs on nine hits, walks one, strikes out five. Daniel Hudson picks up the save for Washington, his first, with a scoreless ninth. Although we did not have an RBI on the day, Starlin Castro goes four for five with two runs scored. Carter Keboom, a fantastic day. The Nationals' young third baseman, two for two with two walks and two runs scored. Victor Robles, who had that nice catch, goes two for four. Michael Taylor, one for three with that two-run homer. For Toronto, Bo Bichette 
two for five with a run scored. Lourdes Guriel, three for four with an RBI. Roddy Telez goes one for four. Teoscar Hernandez, two home runs. He goes three for four with two runs scored. Nationals are three and four. Blue Jays are three and four. Well, in his first start of the season, Cleveland Shane Bieber struck out 14, and in his second start of the year, he was just as good, if not better, to Minnesota for the Indians and the Twins. Swing and a miss. Chased one in the dirt. Leon throws to first to complete the strikeout, and Shane Bieber, with 13 strikeouts, has tied the Major League record held by Carl Spooner since 1954. The great Tom Hamilton on the call on Indians Radio. Cleveland shuts out Minnesota 2-0 at Target Field on Thursday. That record that Hamilton was talking about, Bieber ties Carl Spooner, who in 1954 had 27 strikeouts in his first two appearances of the season. That is the record since the mound moved to 60 feet 6 inches in 1893. Bieber went eight innings, he allowed just three hits, struck out 13, and he didn't walk anybody. Jose Barrios takes the loss for Minnesota. He allows two earned runs on three hits in five innings, two walks, and six strikeouts. The only runs of the ball game came on a Francisco Lindor two-run homer in the top of the third inning. Indians had just seven hits in the ball game. So the Cleveland Indians, through seven games, have four starters, including Bieber twice, that have recorded at least 10 strikeouts in a start. Think about that. They are 5-2, and two, and in four of those wins, they have had a starting pitcher record at least 10 strikeouts, and Shane Bieber has recorded at least 13 strikeouts in each of his starts. Now, I know that awards are going to be a little bit skewed this season, but your leader in the clubhouse for Cy Young, well, it's that guy right there. Indians are 5-2, and two, Twins are 4-2. and two. We move on to Baltimore for the Yankees and the Orioles. This game was under a severe weather delay late into the night, but they got the game in, and let's just say the Yankees' offense once again came to play. More than the other way. And that one's drilled to left field. There it goes! See ya! A three-run home run for Judge, and the Yankees come back, and they lead this one 8-6. to six. That Aaron Judge three-run homer came in the top of the ninth inning when the Yankees were down 6-5. to five. They win by an 8-6 score and improve to 4-1 and one on the season. Baltimore drops to 2-3. and three. The winning pitcher, Jonathan Loisica, he is 1-0. He pitched three innings out of the bullpen, is credited with the blown save as he gave up the lead in the bottom of the eighth inning thanks to a two-run Orioles frame. Cole Sulser takes the loss. He gets the blown save as he is responsible for all three runs as he pitched the ninth inning. J.A. Happ got the start for the Yankees. He allowed four runs on four hits in four innings. He walked two, struck out two, and gave up two homers. Yankees scored five runs in the top of the first did not score again until the top of the ninth inning. Orioles scored two in the first, two in the second, and two in the eighth. This game was at 5-4 when it went into a rain delay, but the Orioles took the lead thanks to a two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth inning by Pedro Severino, only to be upended by Aaron Judge in the ninth inning. For Judge, by the way, it was his second homer of the year. 
For the Yankees, Giancarlo Stanton continues his hot start to the year. He went 3-for-4 with an RBI and a run scored. Luke Voigt went 2-for-4 with a home run, 4 RBI, and a run scored. Aaron Judge, 1-for-4 with 2 runs scored and 3 RBI. For Baltimore, Pedro Severino goes 1-for-3 with 2 RBI, and Rio Ruiz goes 2-for-4 with a home run and 2 runs batted in. We now head to New York, where the Red Sox were taking on the Mets, and the Red Sox pitching looks like it's finally starting to come into form thanks to a solid start from Martin Perez. He listened to you. Fastball, he might take that one out. Davis back to the track, back to the wall, leaping up, and it's out! A home run again for Christian Vasquez! That was the second of two home runs for Christian Vasquez. It gave the Red Sox a 3-2 lead in the top of the fourth inning. They'd go on to win by a 4-2 score. It was the third and fourth homers of the year for Vasquez. Winning pitcher Martin Perez, he goes five and two-thirds innings, allows two runs on just two hits, walks four, strikes out five. Steven Matz took the loss for the Mets. He allows three runs on eight hits in five and a third innings, two walks and three strikeouts. Brandon Workman picks up the save with a scoreless ninth, his second of the year for the Red Sox. Boston got two hit performances by Michael Chavis, Alex Verdugo, and Christian Vasquez. Vasquez had three of the four RBI on the day for Boston. For New York, the only two RBI of the day came courtesy of Jeff McNeil, who was two for four with two runs batted in. Red Sox are three and four. Mets are three and four. Tight one down in Atlanta at Truist Park between the Rays and the Braves. Swing and a fly ball to left. That's pretty well hit. Duvall on the run. He's got it. A sliding catch at the base of the wall. What an incredible play. That was a clutch catch from Adam Duvall as the Braves hold on to beat the Rays by a 2-1 final. Tampa is 4-3, Atlanta is 4-3, Max Fried gets the win, he goes 6-2 innings, allows one run on three hits, walks one, strikes out seven, Ryan Yarbrough takes the loss, he was good though, two runs on two hits in six and a third innings for Tampa, three walks and six strikeouts, Mark Melanson gets the save with a scoreless ninth, tying run left on base. For the Braves, they scored both of their runs in the bottom of the second inning. Dansby Swanson, an RBI single, and Austin Riley, a sacrifice fly. Only run for Tampa came in the top of the seventh inning on an RBI single from G-Man Choi. Tampa had five hits in the ball game. Atlanta had just three, but they made all three of them count. Individual performance side, nobody had multiple hits for either team. The RBI in the game went to Swanson, Riley, and Choi. We now head to Detroit for another battle between the Tigers and the Royals. Out over the plate, and that is a fair ball down into the left field corner. Gordon scores. Mondesi is being waved to the plate, and Bubba Starling comes up with a two-run double, and the Royals lead 5-2 in the eighth inning. Oh, he said, you know what, I'm kind of happy I didn't get that bunt down. Two key insurance runs driven in there by the former Royals first-round pick Bubba Starling as the Royals beat the Tigers 5-3 at Comerica Park in Detroit. Royals are 3-4 on the season. Tigers are 4-3. Royals took the lead in the top of the first inning on a Ryan O'Hearn RBI single. 
Tigers tied it in the bottom of the first on Miguel Cabrera's second homer of the year. Then in the top of the second inning, Franchi Cordero, acquired from the Padres right before the season, had an RBI single. Tigers would tie it in the bottom of the fourth inning on Jonathan Scope's third homer of the year. In the top of the seventh, Royals would take the lead thanks to a Salvador Perez RBI fielder's choice ground out that scored Whit Merrifield. That two RBI double from Bubba Starling made it 5-2 in the top of the eighth inning, and Miguel Cabrera would hit his second homer of the game and his third of the season in the bottom of the eighth, but it was not enough. Greg Holland picks up the win out of the bullpen. He goes a scoreless sixth inning. Jose Cisnero takes the loss. He gives up a run in one inning of work. Brady Singer got the start for Kansas City, allows two runs on five hits in five innings, two walks and three strikeouts. Ivan Nova gets the start for Detroit. He went five and two-thirds innings, eight hits, two runs allowed, no walks and three strikeouts. Offensively for Kansas City, Alex Gordon, a three-for-four day with two runs scored. Adalberto Mondesi goes three-for-four with a run scored. Jorge Soler, three-for-five with a run scored as well. RBI for Salvador Perez, Ryan O'Hearn. And two for Bubba Starling, one for Franchi Cordero. Miguel Cabrera, two for four with two solo homers and two runs scored. Cameron Mabin, two for four for Detroit. We now go to Arizona where the Dodgers were taking on the Diamondbacks. And it's been a solid start to the year for Los Angeles. Turns on this ball, lifts it deep to right field. Calhoun's back and Seager's gotten Ray. A deep home run. And the Dodgers lead 4-0. The second home run of the year for Corey Seager, one of three on the day for Los Angeles as the Dodgers score three in the first and one in the second, and they cruise to a 6-3 win over the Diamondbacks down at Chase Field. Ross Stripling gets the win. He is 2-0 for Los Angeles. He went 5-3, allowing three runs on four hits, walking two and striking out two. Robbie Ray takes the loss for Arizona. Five earned runs on five hits, six walks, four strikeouts, two homers allowed in four and two-thirds innings. Home runs on the day for A.J. Pollock, his first. That came in the first inning. The homer you just heard from Seager, his second in the second inning. And then Max Muncy hit his third of the year in the sixth inning off of Alex Young. Pedro Baez picked up the save for the Dodgers. He went one scoreless inning in the ninth. L.A. is 5-2. and two. Arizona is 2-5. and five. Muncie and Pollock were the only Dodgers with multiple hits in the ballgame. Muncie went 2-4. for four. Pollock went 2-5. for five. For Arizona, it was Cattell Marte leading the way offensively as he had a 2-for-4 performance with one RBI and one run scored. Carson Kelly, the catcher, also went 2-for-4 with an RBI. Seattle has gotten on a bit of a hot streak as they took on the Angels once again in Anaheim. Mariners threatened here in the first. High fly ball, right field. That baby's leaving the ballpark. Jose Marmaleos, his first big league homer. It's a big one, a three-run shot. And the Mariners have an early lead in Anaheim. The first career homer for Jose Marmalejos, a nine-year minor leaguer, is a three-run blast in the top of the first inning against Dylan Bundy. Mariners beat the Angels 8-5. to Seattle also got a home run from Shed Long, his first of the year. The Angels got a home run from Shohei Otani in the bottom of the ninth inning, a three-run homer. Mariners also scored five in the top of the ninth inning. That extended their lead at the time to 8 Two. 
Winning pitcher Marco Gonzalez, he is 1-1. One one. He allows two unearned runs in six and a third innings, three hits, one walk, and six strikeouts. Dylan Bundy takes the loss for the Angels, three runs on four hits in six innings, two walks, and eight strikeouts. For Seattle, J.P. Crawford goes 2-for-5 with two runs scored and two RBI. Shed Long 2-for-4 with a solo homer and a run scored. Marmalejos went 1-for-3 with that three-run homer. Kyle Lewis goes 2-for-5 with two RBI. Kyle Lewis has multiple hits in each of his last five games, seven total on the year. Lewis has hit safely in all seven games in which he has played. Granted, it's early, but he is 13 for his first 29 on the season. He has seven RBI, has RBI in five of the seven games he has played this year. I call it here right now. This guy is going to be the American League Rookie of the Year. You believe me when I say that. Mariners are three and four. Angels are two and five. Well, the Giants and the Padres went to extra innings. But San Diego took advantage of some Giants miscues in the 10th, and this game was a lot closer than the score indicated. Here is a liner into right field and a base hit. Machado will score. Here comes Tommy Pham. He is in. Two more runs for the Padres. San Diego on top now 9-6. Greg Garcia with a pinch hit. Two-run single to right field. A pinch hit two RBI single for Greg Garcia in the top of the 10th inning. This game was tied 6-6 going into extra innings. Padre scored six in the top of the 10th inning as they roll the Giants 12-7. This game was a lot closer than the score appeared. Padres had a 6-1 lead at one point. That 6-1 lead was going into the bottom of the 7th inning. Donovan Solano had an RBI double in the bottom of the 7th inning. Wilmer Flores a sack fly. Austin Slater an RBI single. Then Mike Yastrzemski tripled in the bottom of the 8th inning, scoring Steven Duggar to make it 6-5 San Diego. And Donovan Solano tied the game with a sack fly in the bottom of the 8th. But in the top of the 10th inning, Tommy Pham broke the scoreless tie with an RBI single. Greg Garcia, as you just heard, a 2-RBI single to make it 9-6. Ty France added an RBI single to make it 10-6. Austin Hedges with a suicide squeeze play, and he was safe at first, 11-6 Padres, and then Fernando Tatis Jr. with an RBI single to make it 12-6. Jerkson Profar hit his first homer of the season, a two-run shot in the top of the sixth inning. That was the only homer in the game between both sides. Pierce Johnson gets the win out of the Padres' bullpen. He is 1-0. Tyler Rogers, who got the win last night, takes the loss. He allows five earned runs, six total in one inning of work. No save in the ball game. Denilson Lamette got the start for San Diego. He allows one run on four hits in five innings. Walked four, struck out seven. Kevin Gaussman started for the Giants, four and a third innings, three runs on six hits, no walks, and eight strikeouts. Offensively, Tommy Pham, a 3-for-5 performance, 2 RBI and 2 runs scored. Jerickson Profar, 2-for-4 with 3 RBI and 2 runs scored. Trent Grisham, 2-for-6 with an RBI and 2 runs scored. Fernando Tatis Jr., 2-for-5 with an RBI, a walk, and a run scored. For the Giants, Mike Yastrzemski, 2-for-4 with 3 runs scored and 2 walks. Also had an RBI. And Donovan Big Bat Solano, 4-for-5 with a run scored and 2 RBI. 
Giants also got a key pinch hit from Austin Slater. That went for an RBI, as we told you earlier. Padres are 5-2. and two. Giants are 3-4. and four. And that is your recap of Thursday, July 30th, 2020. Now let's take a look ahead to today's ball games. One thing to note that we left out in last night's recaps, the Cubs and the Reds were rained out. They were going to try and play that game. They got to the ballpark. They were apparently waiting in the ballpark for quite a long time. It prompted a tweet from Anthony Rizzo saying, where is it in MLB's protocols that says that we should be waiting indoors for five-plus hours? I think it was five-plus hours, some number of that like. Remember, Anthony Rizzo is a cancer survivor, so he has got a weakened immune system, he and John Lester. So for those two Cubs to be waiting inside a clubhouse for that long, certainly less than ideal. Let's take a look at your scoreboard for today, the 31st of July, which normally would be the trade deadline. It is just weird that it is not, but once again, there is nothing normal about the year 2020. First ball game of the day is going to be the home opener for the Milwaukee Brewers as they are taking on the St. Louis Cardinals at 110 Central Time. It'll be Jack Flaherty for St. Louis. He'll be taking on Brett Anderson for Milwaukee. Red Sox and Yankees, rivalry renewed at 7.05 Eastern Time. Ryan Weber for Boston. Jordan Montgomery makes his season debut for New York. Mets are at the Braves, 7.10 Eastern Time. Rick Porcello against Sean Newcomb for the Mets and the Braves, respectively. Reds are in Detroit taking on the Tigers. Already their second series of the year against the Tigers. Luis Castillo goes for Cincinnati. Spencer Turnbull for Detroit. Rays go to Baltimore to square up with the Orioles. Blake Snell takes the ball for Tampa Bay. The former Ray, Alex Cobb, goes for Baltimore. White Sox are in Kansas City. It'll be Dallas Keuchel going for Chicago. Chris Bubich makes his Major League debut for Kansas City. That is a 7.05 Central start time. The other two games we glossed over, by the way, Reds and Tigers, 7.10 Eastern. Rays and Orioles, 7.35 Eastern. Mike Clevenger takes the ball for Cleveland against Randy Dobnak for Minnesota. Indians and Twins at Target Field, 7.10 Central time. Padres are in Colorado. Garrett Richards goes for San Diego. John Gray for Colorado. Pirates visit the Cubs. Trevor Williams for Pittsburgh. Hugh Darvish for Chicago. The Rangers are coming to San Francisco to take on the Giants. Mike Miner goes for Texas. Giants have not yet announced their starter, although I imagine it might be Drew Smiley. Astros are in Anaheim to take on the Angels. Lance McCullers for Houston. Matt Andriese for Los Angeles. Game times for those previous games, by the way. Pirates and Cubs, 7.15 Central Time. Padres and Rockies, 6.10 Mountain Time. Rangers and Giants, 6.10 Pacific Time. We've got some weird game times this year, all starting about an hour earlier than they normally would. Astros and Angels at 6.10 Pacific Time. Lance McCullers, Matt Andriese. Dodgers and Diamondbacks, 6.40 Pacific Time. Tony Gonsolin for Los Angeles against Zach Gallen for Arizona. A's are in Seattle taking on the Mariners. Sean Manaya for Oakland. Taiwan Walker for Seattle. 
Nationals and Marlins, that series is postponed due to COVID-19. They actually have an indicator on their scoreboard graphic, and the Blue Jays series against the Phillies has also been postponed. When those games are going to be made up, who knows, but... Our last piece of news before we say goodbye for today is that starting August 1st, doubleheaders are going to be seven innings in order to make up for games lost due to potential COVID-19 incidents. So we're going full minor leagues on the major leagues this season in minor league baseball from rookie ball all the way up to AAA. When you do a doubleheader, it is seven innings. It will be the case in Major League Baseball for the rest of the year. They will obviously not have doubleheaders in the playoffs, so this is not applicable to the playoffs, but every doubleheader the rest of the season will be two seven-inning ball games. There are a lot of purists that don't like this. Personally, in a season that really doesn't mean a whole lot in terms of its impact on the grand scheme of history, I personally don't care. And on that note, we say goodbye here on MLB Morning Coffee. Thanks again for listening to this production of the Ocean Avenue Studios. Make sure that you write a review, leave a rating, and subscribe. And as always, we will catch you in the AM.